But we're in this, we're in this, this series called Stinking Thinking. Can you say stink, uh, stinking thinking? And see, I, I've discovered something, man. In studying this, I've discovered why people love Christmas. That's crazy, isn't it? I, I've discovered it. I know the reason why people love Christmas. You know why? It's because people, you know, we get into the songs, the joy. We get into all that. But people love it. It's because of love. I want you to think about this. We were created to live in a culture of love. It's where God lives. Where God is, there's love. There's no fear of death, none of that. We were created to live in that type of culture. We were not created to live in this type of culture we live in now. We weren't. So that's why you, the music, the song, joy, it captivates all of us, don't it? Because we're created to live in a culture of love. Do you not know your brain was created to operate in a, in a culture of love, not sin? Your brain, our brain. Listen, our brain, but one of the reasons why we only use 1% of it, because we were not created to live in a culture like we live in. Your brain functions better. Science proves how well kids' brains function when they, have a, they live in a culture or a home that's full of love. It operates completely different, right? And, and what we do, we live in, a, we live in a, a culture of sin because we're all victims of sin. Sin has caused us to have all type of uh, damaged lives. We have all type of bad life experiences. Why sin? See, that's why I stopped beating up my parents and my dad and, and my, you know, my, all the people who came before me. I stopped, I stopped all that, blaming them for everything. You know why? Because sin caused that. Because, listen, as bad as my father has been, he learned that from somewhere. He got it from his father. And he got it from his father. It's just, y'all understand? It's just a domino effect. Sin affects every generation, every way. I had a cousin many years ago. Okay, now, I'm from the South, right? So we call everybody cousins. So I don't know if they was really my cousins or not, you understand? But I'm just going to say my cousin. They live across the street from us. And uh, we used to always, we used to meet him was in the same grade. We came up through elementary school. And his dad was such an alcoholic, such an alcoholic. At one time, they was trying to get him cleaned up. The heat, they had to hide the rubbing alcohol away from him. No, I'm serious. Because it was in him. But his father was an alcoholic. So many years later, I don't even know if Leslie remembers this. We just got married. We went back home to visit. And I'm riding through the neighborhood showing her where we used to live. And my cousin walks up. Hey, man. The one I grew up with. Same age. Of Guess what he was? Drunk as he can be. Why? Sin. You see that? So, so the, 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 the pattern of sins, unless it's broken, it continues in our lives. That's why you can't blame people all the time for the stuff you're in. No, you have to know what to do. Y'all say, why you got on that crazy shirt? I'm going to tell y'all in a minute, man. No, y'all just got right? So listen, whatever sex sin you have, drug habit, even bad attitude, emotional dysfunction, abandonment issue, whatever you have, you have to know it came from somewhere. Well, praise the Lord, Pastor Aaron. No, because sin affects us naturally and it affects us spiritually. Oh, but Jesus came to change the channel. Somebody said change the channel. All right. Yeah, I love that picture. Thank you, Miles. That's a great picture, man. But that's what Jesus did. He came and he changed the channel so that we don't have to allow those thoughts. Remember last week we talked about and I had on the, the y'all remember that? And I had on the, the cables, yeah, the jumper cables. And, and I said those thoughts, all they want to do is connect. That's all they want to do. When those evil thoughts come to your mind, what do they do? They want to connect to your emotions. Once they get in your emotions is when the fight starts. Once they get into your emotions is when you start, you start emotionally DNA or passing it on to the people around you. 
That's why Jesus had to come and clean you up. Why? So you don't pass on that foolishness to the next people. Or, or listen, or mess up your whole culture in your home. Or your, all your relationships mess up. Why? Because of that sin culture. Somebody said, change the channel, man. Change the channel. So, so let me tell you why I'm here. I, I, I am, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be real safe first because I want to get the good stuff. I get all the good stuff at the end like Jesus did. He gave me the good stuff at the end. But, <laughs> but listen, I, I'm a high school basketball referee, and I love doing it. It's fun. And I do it because I just need to get my mind off of church all, all the time, right? And so in, in, in high school, they give us power and authority to operate. At a basketball game, we we have the power and authority. All right, okay, here we go. So what do they do? They deputize us. They give us power and authority to reinforce the rules of basketball. If you don't know the rules, you can't play the game. Right? So if I'm I'm a referee, I can't referee a game if I don't know the rules. I got to know the rules. Oh Lord, yeah, uh huh. So. <laughs> So listen, so in order for you to play the game, you got to know how to play. Uh, you, we ain't going to get far. I got to know the rules and you got to know the rules, right? So think about this. Now think about this. Everything in life, just like when the players come on the floor, they got to they do what I tell them to do or they can't play. Everything in life must obey the commands of God. Everything. And guess what Christians are here to do? We're here to reinforce what God has said. We're here to reinforce, to make sure what God has said takes place. Oh, man, y'all going to miss this. I hope, I hope y'all no, going to get it. Y'all ain't going to say that. Y'all going to get it. No, we are. We are. Listen, especially in, when it comes to our thinking, we're to reinforce what God has already said. We are. We are. That's why, listen, again, I say this all the time. When Christians have emotional issues, I have to ask myself, why? Why do you have those issues? Because he has given, he has deputized you. Okay, we're gonna, I'm going to tell y'all who these people are, and then we're going to get into our lesson, all right? So I'm a basketball referee. When I walk on the floor, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right? Just like, listen, just like when you get up out the bed, you don't know it, but you're the man and the woman. Listen, I, man, y'all ain't saying amen because I got now I got to preach harder. Because, listen, let me you understand something. Jesus gave us power and authority, which we're going to go over in a minute, over a realm we have never even experienced. We have, listen, we have power and authority over beings that we've never ever seen. But we know they're here because we see what they do. Right? So when we show up as Christians, we're, the, we're that dude. Or that one man dude. All right? So, so as I said, the governing authorities, which is the governing authority, has, get, has deputized me and give me authority to enforce the rules. So when I'm in the game, I enforce the rules with these two people that are sitting here. I tell them, here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Something happens, I tell her, okay, this person, this is what he did. I need you to mark that and keep, keep a record of it. She keeps a record of it. She keeps the score. And they do everything I tell them to do, they do it. Why? Because I'm, I'm reinforcing the rules that he wrote. Ah... Uh, Come on, somebody say, somebody say, change the channel. Let's talk about it. What is stinking thinking? We said, it's, we said it was this. We said it's allowing toxic and negative thoughts to dominate your mind, affecting your emotions, 
and your actions. Remember what I said, those thoughts, all they want to do is get to your emotional realm. Once they can connect to you emotionally, that's when the battle begins. Oh, my God. <sighs> and see, what toxic thinking is, toxic thinking is it's like you giving the whistle to the emotions. And you're allowing them to run the game. You know, uh, I'm just stupid. You know, because you heard stupid all your life. Can't do nothing. You just so you just look at you. So the moment you allow that stinking thinking to come into your mind and linger, you give the whistle to the emotion, and then they run the show. Oh, well, praise the Lord. No, they want to be in complete in charge of you. That's why they try to get to the emotional level, because they know they can control you. I had a referee in, in Texas one time. Uh, and I, I didn't I don't I didn't like refereeing with him. Matter of fact, I didn't refereeing him uh but one two times and he was so arrogant. And and they never teach referees to be arrogant. They teach you to be humble and be so blended into the game that they you don't the only reason that people know you there is to blow the whistle for this and do that, but not to really be recognized. You know what I mean? That's what the good reps are. But this dude, he has such an attitude, man. He he had such a he was so arrogant. One time we was in this game, it was it was a heated game between a private school and a public school. And uh, check this out. The, the fans were on him so bad and going at him, the public school fans. And he got so he got so upset, he kicked them out. He told the administrator, listen, you either kick them out or I'm canceling the game. And guess what? They kicked them out. <laughs> you got to understand what power you have, what authority you have. Oh, Y'all missed it. You never, ever, ever, ever give emotions power over you. No, because Jesus has changed the game. I don't have to walk in depression. I don't have to walk. We're going to talk about anxiety today because that's what I suffered with, anxiety. You don't have to walk under this. No, no, no. No, it's your choice. It's because he's deputized you to have power over that stuff. Let me just read the script. Romans 12, 1. It says, and, and, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice Come out of our lives, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way he, to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How is God going to transform us? How? He tells us by what? Changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Y'all see that? So how is God change? How does God change your life? He changes the way you think. And then he teaches you how to manage your thinking. So that your emotions don't run you. So that mo what mom and them did don't run your life. What daddy and them did don't ruin, ruin your marriage. No, no, it don't have to be. You choose it to be. Because you allow those emotions to get to your feelings. And once they get to your feelings, then that's when the battle, the battle begins. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus has deputized you. All right, come on, y'all. I'm getting, maybe y'all get that extra sleep too much, but I don't know, man. What are the steps? We want to stop this thinking, thinking. This is going to be a good series. Y'all might tell your friends, your coworkers, come on. This is going to be a good one. Listen, what are the first steps to stop this, this, this thinking, thinking? What's the first thing that we have to do? Because, listen, one of the things I, they had me doing yesterday, they had me teaching refs how to be confident in what you do. No, no, really. They teach referees be confident. They teach you how to dress, teach you, teach you about your grooming, 
You walk in the game, you, 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 they tell you chess out. No, they do. That's why you see referees all buffed up. Because they teach them that confidence. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, they teach you. When you walk in, you should be the most confident person in the building. And they walk in, and you see them stretching and doing. Why? Because they're here to tell you I'm in charge. Listen, I'm trying to help you. Jesus did the same thing for us. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the game doesn't even start till we get there. Y'all just missed it. I'm trying to tell you. The game of basketball. Matter of fact, uh, DJ had a game a couple years ago where, where he was when he was over at Hill Grove. And, and the referees didn't show up. They didn't show up. Listen, so the game didn't start. And so you know, they were like, well, we can't have the game. And I raised my hand. I said, hey, coach, I, I, I used to ref. I can referee. I, and they said, you, you, they had a shirt. You, we got a shirt. You want, yeah. But guess what? The game went from being a game to a scrimmage. Why? Because the governing authority had not sanctioned me. Ah, you see what I'm saying? But see, I'm here to tell us the governing authority, God, has sanctioned us as Christians to operate in our lives with power and authority. So thoughts just don't come in our mind and linger and dictate who we are. No, we've been governed. We've been, we, he governed, he's given us the authority that we need. Man, I'm, I'm trying to be real good. Right? So, Georgia Association, let me see, Georgia's, I don't know, Georgia, Georgia High School Sports Association has deputized me. And when I walk in the gym, I'm that dude. We ready? Let's go. Coach get out of line, that's what I tell him. Hey, hey, you coach your team. I got this. But listen, if I'm not confident, I can't say that. I I get to fussing with people in the stand. I don't fuss with them. I don't got listen, I don't have to fuss. You know why I don't have to fuss? Because all I gotta do is tell the administrator, you see that man right there? He's being rude. I want him out. And if that game is to finish, guess what they do? They kick him out. You see the parallel? Things are happening in my life. Thoughts are coming in my mind. I'm not progressing like I want to. Why? I must ask myself why. And if these negative, stinky thoughts are coming into my mind, I have the power and authority given by God to address it. Can we just talk about this for five minutes? Oh, I mean, where does the time go, bro? I mean, just, all right, listen. Number one, listen. Here's what we got to do. This is how we get this stinking thinking out of our mind. We have to recognize our power and authority, which comes from God's word. We have to recognize it. Luke 10 says this. It says, yes. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. It said, yes. He told them, I saw Satan fly from, now this is Jesus talking to his disciples when he had sent them out two by two to go preach, right? He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes. Now, we're not trying to volunteer and do that, but that's in case we have to. And scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. You hear what Jesus said? But don't rejoice because the evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your name is registered in heaven. All right? So I love this. So we have to recognize this. We have to understand that we have power and authority over the stinking thinking that comes and invites itself into our lives. Authority, what do you mean? Let me give you the example. Authority is this. It's ruling power and being authorized to do something with it. <laughs> it's ruling power. That's what he said. I give you authority. What? Ruling power. 
GHSA has given me ruling power. Every time I open my mouth, every time I blow my whistle, everybody stops. <laughs> Y'all just missed it. Y'all just missed it. Every time I open my mouth, every time I blow my whistle, what? The whole gym gets quiet. We have to understand as Christians, that's what happened in the spirit realm. When, we, when you get up in the morning and say, not today, devil. <laughs> no, not today. You ain't coming this way today in the name of Jesus. And guess what? Everything has to stop. Why? Because you've been deputized. And he, he recognizes you just like he recognizes Jesus. Thoughts come in to just, just do what they want in our lives. And then we blame God. Why? No, no, no. I've deputized you. Oh, Lord. Let me, I'm trying to be good, man. I'm trying to be good. No, you have to, because listen, you, I determine the outcome of a game. It's just true. I determine how a game goes. So I have to watch my words. They have to tell coaches to be quiet. The coaches have a box. They can't, they can't get beyond that box. And if they weigh out their box, I have to tell them, hey, go sit down, coach. Coach, I'm going to warn you one time. It's one warning. You get one warning, coach. Get back. And he, he has to do what? He has to get back. Because if he don't, guess what? He will leave. And I will tell him, escort him. The same, listen, the same principles. It's the same principles that God has given his people. Satan start coming to your mind with dumb foolishness. You get your Bible. <laughs> you find the scripture that he, I know the spirit of God talking to y'all. I know he is. You get your Bible and you start saying, hey, get out of my house. You can't come in my house. In the name of Jesus, you must go. <sighs> All right. Listen, I got to tell y'all this story. I got to tell y'all this story. I have a friend who had a young person in his church. She was married to this guy. And when she gave her life to Christ, but her husband didn't, you know, he was acting a fool. And one night as she was praying, her husband, she realized her husband was possessed with a demon. He started acting and barking, doing all kind of crazy stuff. She called her pastor. I said, Pastor, something is happening. Something is going on. He said, what's happening? She started to tell him. He, tell her, he said, well, say in Jesus' name. She said, she was nervous. Okay, 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 Pastor. And she kept looking at him, not really listening. And the pastor told her, put the phone up so he can hear it. He put the phone, she did like this. And he said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out. Dude fell out like he was dead. Demon came out. Off the phone. I'm trying to tell you what God has given us. The authority and the power. The same. See, we, we walk into what's called delegated authority. It's what Jesus had. He gives to us. Say, use this. You're going to need it. Oh, well, Lord. Because we have to care. Listen, and, and what, what, what happens for us is that our words are thoughts. Did you know that? That's all our words are manifested thoughts. You think them and then they come out your mouth. It's just, it's, it's a systematic way of how God has, has created us. We think things and these words come out of our mouth. Uh, and see, listen, so you have this authority that when you say things, like I said, when you, when you say things, things happen spiritually. So you have to watch what you say. Okay, we got to move on. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Next point, listen, he gave us, did somebody say authority? And then he, now, now we, we're talking about how we're going to overcome stinking thinking. How we overcome it is we got to know who we are. You got to know who you are. I'm trying to tell you, when I, when I walk in the gym, I know who I am, man. 
And, and listen, sometimes I might not even know. Yesterday I was, I was refereeing a basketball game, and they have this other little rule for, for the little kids. And, and, and uh, I didn't know the rule. They were like, oh, no, he has to shoot closer. I said, no, he ain't. Oh, no, he, no, he's not. Back him up. Back on up, man. And then the other ref said, hey, man, they got to jump, jump, jump. Oh, they do have the rule. Go on up. <laughs> See that? I was confident, even though I didn't know. It was just in the, it's, not, it's not in the rule book. It's just a little rule they made for the little kids. We were, we were, doing, we were training some new referees. So I was showing them. But, but my point is, and I, and I told the guy I was training, I said, you see how? I didn't know the rule, but I act like I was still in charge. But I don't know the Bible, Pastor. I don't know the Bible. Act like you know it. If you act like you know it, the devil will still do what you, you know. You know, get out of here, devil. That's in the Bible. Just get out. Let's talk about power. Give it power and authority. Next point. Listen, power. What is power? It's inherent power. It's the ability to act or to do something, right? So this is what happened when you get up in the morning. He gave us about said authority. Authority is delegated, right? Power is innate inside of us. In other words, it's the spirit of God who who lives on the inside of us. When we get up in the morning, it's what he see. He see inherent power that they can do what they said they can do. Oh, y'all just, y'all, y'all just miss it. See, listen, when you get up in the morning, it's what the unseen world sees. See, my power is these stripes. When I walk in the room, they know, okay, he in charge. <laughs> when you get up in the morning, the, 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 listen, the supernatural realm sees you. And they don't just see you, they see Jesus inside of you. It's the power that's innate in you. So now, now, see, now, right there, that's just, that's like almost unfair, Jesus. Not only do you live in, not only do you deputize us with authority, but then you come and live inside of us. Just in case the unseen world has a problem. <laughs> oh, you have, okay, okay, I, I'm going to live in them, and then I'm going to give them my delegated authority. And you have the power. You have the power to act. This is my power right here. That's my power. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to tell you. Something going on? Hey, let me give you an example. Yesterday, I'm training this new ref. This boy don't have a clue. He don't have a clue. He's never played basketball because I, I figured it out later. Because he, you know, he, I'm telling him, they tell you when you blow the whistle, when you blow the whistle, you blow with authority. You don't blow. Because listen, nobody, nobody going nobody to stop. They don't even know. <laughs> I got so many stories I can't tell them all. But listen, so this boy, so he, he blows. And see, what happens is, listen, when he blows, when you blow your whistle, you got everybody's attention, even your partner. Your partner needs to know what's going on. Just like everybody. So he blew his whistle. And I'm looking. The whole gym stopped. All the kids stopped. They're looking. I'm looking. And he like, he, this is what he did. He said. And I said. And I'm sitting there. I'm trying to help him. I got to help him out because I don't want to look bad myself. You know what I'm saying? So I said, what's your call? He said. He had not a clue. So I said, this is what I did. I did it like this. Right? He said, we're going that way. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> you see that? Authority and the power. See, so, so, so the, the issue is, again, for us, man, it's, it's the same principle applies. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, all you got to do is start. Listen, in Jesus' name, leave me alone, thought. In Jesus' name, leave me alone. Depression, not today, you won't. No, worry, not today, in Jesus' name. And listen, it recognizes your voice. 
because your voice is speaking as if Jesus was speaking. Oh, my God. So, listen, man, that, that's why, we, we, again, we teach these referees, you got to blow your whistle. You got to, they, they recognize you, blow your whistle, be in charge. We had a referee yesterday, he, he didn't get it, I was trying to teach him, he knew too much. And I was trying to teach him, I said, hey, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that. Okay, yeah, I know, yeah, okay, I know. Okay. Let me tell you what he did, it's a tight game, right, it's a real tight game. He, he, he gets a call, Boop. this is what you do, you get a call, it's a, this is a foul, this is to stop the game, like, you know, if the ball goes out of bounds, I stop it like this, I call a foul like this, right? So he's, he calls the foul, he's walking over to the table to give his, you know, foul on 35 blue, 35 blue, you know, he's doing that, but he, the, the kids came and give him the ball. What he's supposed to do was take the ball, wait on his partner, give his partner the ball, then go re report the foul. He takes the ball, sits it on the ground, Walks over to the table. Guess what the kids did? Ran over there and grabbed the ball, picked it up, threw it. People on the clock over here, turn the clock on. We had six seconds left to go. Turn the clock on. Somebody came down, hit a shot, poop. That team won. And at, at the end, everybody's like this. Everybody's like, he's like this. He, he was standing over there. He's looking like, and they say, what happened? He's like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? What did he do? He didn't understand who he was. And so when I pulled him aside, I said, see, you knew too much. I tried to tell you, but you knew too much. And you just called them other little kids over there with a broken heart. You just called them the game because you didn't listen. And see, that's what happens to us as Christians. We cause our children to lose. And our children, children to lose. Why? Because we don't know who we are. We don't know. One of the worst, worst habits of a new referee is they will not blow their whistle. They will not take a stand. You'll see them do this. They'll be like, they're afraid to blow their whistle. And one of the first steps you teach them is blow that whistle. Say no. Say, uh-uh, you will not. Uh-uh, no. Listen, we tell them, even if you don't know the rule, just blow the whistle. We'll help you with the rule. Pastor, I don't know, I'm having all these depression thoughts. Blow the whistle. I will not be depressed in the name of Jesus. I will only walk in joy. I will only walk in love. Well, I don't quote the scripture. That's okay, just say that. Are y'all getting this? All right, come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to move on. We got to move on. We got to move on. All right, so again, he wants us to recognize who we are in him. This is how we get rid of this thing and thinking. Number two, listen, I got to address and my issue again. We're talking about anxiety today. My issue is I, I can't address anxiety without giving control to it. I don't have to give it control. I can talk about it without giving it control. I don't have to never give it the whistle. Well, praise the Lord. Listen, here's, here's Philippians 4. Y'all know it. You probably already heard it. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, listen to this, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what do you mean? Let me, let me just help you out with my anxiety issue. My anxiety started, started when my mom died when I was 16 years old. I remember sitting in Pizza Hut, me and my best friend sitting in Pizza Hut, still in tips, still in Pizza Hut. Stole enough tips to pay for our pizza. Sitting in pizza. <laughs> told you I was. I told you I needed help. I was something wrong. 
who's sitting in Pizza Hut, listen, because we ain't got no credit card. We no credit card them days. We pay cash, right? <laughs> so we're sitting in Pizza Hut, man, and this feeling came over me. It just came over me, just, and I'm sitting in there, and I just remember saying, no. That's all I said. And I was a bootleg Christian. And guess what? That feeling went away. But it scared me to the beat. I didn't know what, I had never experienced that. I didn't know what that was. So what is this? So I didn't say nothing to anybody. I kind of buried it. Then it manifested. It started, I could feel it doing things happening in my life. I could still feel that anxiety coming again. I remember one time, this, this is how crazy time used to be before we got all this technology. We were, our first church in, in San Antonio, New Creation Christian Fellowship, when we launched this service, the, the Sunday that we launched, our pastors were out of town. So uh, the ministers that were there, we, we did the service. It was jam-packed. 13 people got saved. They were on a, sh a cruise ship because they, they had booked this cruise ship, and it was a long story, and they couldn't get out of it. So this, the only Sunday we could open was that Sunday. So we had, so anyway, so the, 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 one of my brothers that was preaching, he let me read the scriptures. And usually then they give you one or two scriptures to read before them. He gave me a whole chapter. I mean, it was like 40, 40 scriptures. And I'm up there reading and reading. All of a sudden, that anxiety came over me. And I started, and I got really nervous. And I was clamoring. And, and I mean, my, my, my palms got sweaty and all that stuff. And I buried it. And I, I, matter of fact, I didn't even make it to like verse 10. I stopped and sat down. I said, God bless you and sit down. Anxiety. It wasn't a learn until one of my older sisters began to teach me, hey, you, you need to talk about that. She came to me afterwards. She said, you need to talk about that. You need to get that out. She says, your anxiety has, has a door has come in, open to you, and you need to address that. She prayed over me, but she said, you have to be the one to address it. So I learned oh, over time, right, because it happened to me again when we were getting ready to leave our new creation, go to another, go to, uh, another word. I, I suffered on anxiety. But what I'm saying, I had to get, I had to get counseling. Because it came on me to the degree I, I would literally, listen, I would literally go in one of my, my prayer room at our old house. I would literally be under the bed praying, nervous, dealing with anxiety. But I learned I could talk about it. And I don't have to give it up. See, I was scared to talk about it. No, I, I got to talk about this. I feel this anxiety that comes when certain things happen. I feel the anxiety that comes with it. I wasn't giving it authority. I was just letting it out addressing and say, I see who you are. I see, talking about it help you recognize when it's coming. When, when you can feel it coming. And then I had to address the thing. So I learned how to speak the word. And a lot of people, and, I, and uh, since that time I've learned, a lot of people have this issue with performance anxiety. That, you know, taking tests, kids have it. I, kids just come to my class and I feel, um, this test is coming. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I used to tell them, hey, listen, I had one young lady, she's, in, she's about to graduate from college now, but she came to me one time, and she was a great student, one of my officers in my, in my auxiliary. This child came to me, and she was dealing with such anxiety. She cut all her hair off. She just, and she was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I told her, I said, that's anxiety. And I, and I began to teach her how to, she could get over it using the scriptures. And I would tell her, this little scripture, Philippians 4. Six and seven. Don't be anxious. So when anxiety comes to me, I start speaking to it. I said, no, you're not today. Not today, you're not in Jesus' name. I'm anxious for nothing. I'm not anxious about anything. 
I'm not fearful. All it is is fear. I'm not fearful about that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. See, in the old day, we say loose here. Y'all don't know what that is. That's too spiritual for y'all. We used to say loose here, devil. Loose here. That means get out. Right? And I'm trying here, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you understand. I'm trying to help you. You can use this little simple scripture. Say, I will not today, I will not be afraid. I will not be anxious. Why? But in everything, prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. This is the time that you walk, you want to sing. And minister back unto the Lord. Why? Because these are the ways that you deal with the thoughts that come to your head. Man, I hope y'all, I hope y'all get some out of this. All right, come on. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Number two, where we at? Number two or three? Three, three. So listen, number three, listen. So then, I, here's what I, what I learned again. I'm dealing with anxiety. I learned to speak God's peace over my mind. Speak God's peace. <sighs> I have dealt with so many people in the body of Christ over the years I've been in ministry that have had cancer or some type of major disease, even even have emotional problems that, you know, because the moment you, 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 you get over something like cancer, they tell you, well, you're free now. You're, what do they call it? You're in remission. Listen, they always live on this imminent threat of it coming back. Every bump you feel, every knot you feel, every little disorientation you get, you go back to that disease. Why? Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Don't they? I mean, you, they go right back to what you just got delivered from. And no, so what you have to do, you have to speak God's peace over your mind. Yeah, man. It's, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, prayer, supplication, with what? Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And here's what happens when you do this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, listen, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You hear that? So peace has an assignment in our life to do what? Guard my mind. Guard my mind from what? What are you guarding my mind from? From stinking thinking. From negative thoughts. From defeating thoughts. No, so I used to say all the time. I used to walk through the house. God, I thank you that the peace just guards my heart and my mind. Peace guards my peace guard my hearts. Peace guard my mind. So I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about that. Listen, when I'm on the basketball floor, I have, I'm in peace. Why? Because I know. He's unsanctioned me. GHSA has sanctioned me, right? And so everybody in there gotta do everything I say. So I just I'm just I just happy little go lucky. Yeah, and see, the same thing should be happening. We should be walking in perfect peace. Christians should be most confident people. We walk in the room. Why? Because peace is guarding my heart, my mind. I'm not worried about what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Oh, my God, this is going to happen. I'm not worried about that. Why? Peace is guarding me. <sighs> my heart is yours. We just finished singing, man. My heart is yours. Take it over. How's he going to take it over when you allow those thoughts to come in? Now, listen, one thing I learned about Jesus is that he don't come in and make you do anything. Now, he'll help. He'll help. But he don't come and make you do anything. It's on you. Why didn't you do something? Oh, I got oh, I got, I got to go, man. This is, was that number three? Yeah, that was, listen, let me tell you this, number four, listen. Four says, we have to act like God is, it's act like it's God's job to keep you safe. So we do. I, I read this this week. The Spirit of God brought this to my memories. Listen, the spirit realm controls our realm. Did y'all know that? That spirit realm controls this earthly realm. But what we have to have the mentality of and the thinking of is that God keeps me safe. 
I said last week, rebellious thoughts, what do they do? They come to lie to you. And so all these thoughts, again, I, here I am having a panic attack, right? I'm having this panic attack, and, and I just know God was just, he was talking to me. He was like, hey, man, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. I'm making a, when I had to make, anytime I had to make a, a big decision, I, was, I would get really nervous and sweaty and like, oh, oh. So I calm down. There's nothing going to happen. I tell, I, I, I tell, and I tell DJs this often too, but I used to tell uh, uh, the, the, the kids that used to come to my class, I would tell them all the time, the athletes, when they would talk to me about their anxieties, and I would say, you have to learn to keep your mind out of the stands. That's, that's about what other people think. And just play. Don't worry about what they say, just play. No, man. Well, we have to walk around and act like God. It's God's job to keep us safe. Let me read the scripture. It's Psalms 31. It says this, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You see that? You care about the anguish of my soul. That's when your soul is troubled, right? You have not handed me over to my enemies, but you have set me in a safe place. You see that? You see that scripture? So that's how we sh- we, we, we're to act, as if God has already did his part and making sure that we're safe. Now it's, uh, it's, uh, it's up to us uh, to address the thoughts that come. He's not going to let that happen. Jesus said earlier, we read earlier, he, where he said, uh, you can walk through snakes and scorpions and all that stuff, and nothing will harm you. So, okay, so when these thoughts come saying stuff is going to harm me, I have to address the thoughts. Why? Because he's never took care of the other stuff. And sometimes, listen, sometimes we forget that God it's God's job to keep us safe. That's why we depend on them. That uh, Smith and Weston, praise the Lord. Thank God for somebody asked me this week. Somebody asked me this week, so what, what's, your, what's your stance on gun control? We went through, we talked about it, we looked at some scriptures about it, all that type of stuff, you know, you know, and, and, and that. But I told him, I said, ultimately, you know it's God that keeps you safe. Right? Because even though, man, even though, listen, even though we think we have our, we have our apparatuses that we think keeps us safe, but ultimately, it's God that keeps us safe. So that gives us, now listen, what that gives us is the platform to deal with all the threats. And that's how I was thinking, thinking is it's a threat that something's going to happen. No. No, no, no. I take authority over it. I take, no, no, I, no, devil, not today. You will not today. You're not going to do it. So, so for years I have, I am a, I'm not a, what do you call it? Alcohol Anonymous, they said you were a recovery. I'm not a recovery. I'm an overcomer over anxiety. So all anytime and God's so good, He allows people to come. I was I was telling our, our crew today. I talked to a young man yesterday. He he was a he was a college basketball coach, and he he left his job for his family, and he he's out he's now becoming a referee. We were talking. And he said um, I was talking to him, and he I can tell he was doing with anxiety. I could just tell. And now here's the crazy part. I wasn't even supposed to be over that or that gym. I was supposed to come on home, but I went over to the gym and I was sitting there talking to him. And here's the other part. His daddy is a pastor. And his brother is a pastor. And so we're talking, and he's having some anxiety issues because he's like, you know, I left that job and I'm doing this and it's not going well. And that, and, that. and I told him, I looked at him, I said, hey, man, don't worry about it. I said, God has you. I said, I said, just keep getting into him. He has you. Don't allow those thoughts to dominate your thinking. And he looked at me, man, he turned about three shades of red. He dropped his head and he said, I was supposed to be here. But I need to hear those words. You see how God is? He's so, so awesome. I'm talking to him about anxiety. The same thing I had overcome. And just to tell him, hey, God has you. Just stay in control. So, so of course, I use this example. Just like you're on the floor, you're in charge. Stay in charge. 